Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 14, 2021. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy Newman PC does conduct conference, Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are in the Zoom conference, if you want to ask any questions, you can uh, you can raise your hand and you will be announced with your name to ask the question. Uh, for those people who are listening to, to this in the other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. Go ahead, Gayatri. Abhi? Yes, uh, basically my question is, uh, my parents have applied for I-539 uh, extension application mm-hmm. uh, at mm-hmm. Logbox location 20 days back. And we have not mm-hmm. received a receipt or a check has been withdrawn uh, at this time. And the expiry It's date taking of- approximately 40 days to issue the receipt notice of getting check, getting cash right now. Um, legally speaking about, you are supposed to file the application before the I-94 expire. You don't have to receive the checks cashed or receipt notice by the time the I-94 expired, but it should be properly filed application. That's the only thing sometimes people fall into, but if it's properly filed, okay, so mm-hmm. even if you don't receive a receipt notice, it's not a big deal for you. Okay. All right. Uh, that's the question I had. Uh, thank you. Next person, please. Lalit. Hi, Raul. Thank you for your time. Um, so I'm on H1B visa and my wife is on H4. And um, mm-hmm. expiration of the visa is uh, June 17th. And she traveled mm-hmm. to India last year and came back in August. And June 17th of which year? This year. Okay. Um, so she traveled to India, came back, entered in August, didn't get a stamp on the passport. And of course, uh, we overlooked and we didn't check the I-94 expiration date or uh, admit until date. And we started, you know, working on the extension um, the first week of April and noticed that her I-94 was granted till January 17th of this year. So, of course, we came in pan- panic mode, uh, started calling the CBP office to see if they can correct it. Houston office said, no, just leave the country. Um, and then call Laredo, Texas office. They said that we won't issue you I-94. And they made a statement that uh, the I-94 on your 797 is what matters the most. And you don't need to worry about, you know, other i Why are you calling the CBP office? So my, my company's attorney advised me to, uh, that was the first uh, step he recommended, that you can travel to the border and try to, you know, come back in the country and you will be issued a new I-94. So but you didn't we, we travel. There's a difference, travel. though. We, we didn't travel. You're not, following his, you're not following his directions. 
You're yes, taking I'm... your wife to a lion's den. I'm glad that you called the CBP. You didn't take your wife to CBP with an appointment. They would have detained her. So I'm coming to the point. So uh, we called and they refused and we didn't travel because of the medical condition. Um, so I, out of the blue, I called New Jersey um, CBP office and I got a nice officer on phone and he corrected the I-94 on phone while talking to me saying that it was a mistake and that shouldn't have happened. And I checked the I-94 and it shows the 617th um, date uh, on her I-94. So my question is, you know, this seems to be pretty easy fix. And I was, you know, advised by my attorney that the next step, you know, if you don't want to travel and don't take a chance, uh, you may have to file the H-4 extension with the NPT. Non-product argument. I would still not support your decision that you call the CBP even though you got the nice officer in New Jersey, that's a big mm-hmm. risk that you took though. They, okay. There are many situations where people have been detained and they've been sent back. Okay. Uh, there are some situations. I'm not telling that every situation turns out to be like that. There are mm-hmm. some situations where people like that happen, but that was not worth taking the risk. Okay. But right now it's been corrected. So, But I do not. Correct. Yeah, go ahead. So, so my question is, do you foresee that, you know, uh, that now the date is shown as 617 and if we file for X4 extension, you know, in there. I don't see any problem. I don't see any problem. But next time, don't do that even though you're successful though. And you're not supposed to call the CBP office when you're in trouble though. You should only speak with a lawyer. Uh, don't do that. Even though a lot of people I know, um, they make a decision. They, these kind of things they advertise. They put it on the Facebook. My lawyer told me to do this. I did this. I'm successful. Guess what happens? You know, they go to jail. They're detained and they've been sent back. So not good advice for the other people. Even though you got it, don't do it next time. But I'm not expecting much. Pro- I'm not expecting any problem. Since it's already corrected, I'm not, not expecting any problem. These things are better before the I-84 expires. Yes. You call the CBP. I have no problem with it. After the I-84 expires, you're going to Alliance done and saying that I'm a streak, I'm a streak. Next person, please. Thank you. Rafi, Rafi Hamad. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Rafi. Uh, I have a quick question. Um, I am currently on uh, H-1B with I-140 approved and I am, I am, I'm speaking to few prospect new employer, but my question is that can I go ahead and file uh, H-1B transfer uh, out at the same time and I take a decision later on that, okay, I want to go ahead with one company, not with the rest. Can I still go ahead and do that? So you have an I-140 approval with the company. So you yeah. want to move from that company to another company filing an H-1B. When was your yeah, I-140 right. approved though? When was your uh, I-140 it was, approved? I have a priority date of December 2017. So your question is that whether, is it a legal question or strategic question that you're asking? Uh, uh, both, like, uh, can I pursue, like, in, like talking to an employer, in, in prospect employer in parallel and, uh, and then continue with the H1B, uh, you know, like transfer with multiple, multiple employees at the same time. Okay. So you want to apply, let's say, for example, you're going to file a H1B with company B. Yeah. Then you get an option with company C 
Yeah. So your question is, oh, I don't want to go with company B. Can I go with company But, C? Is yeah. such a question? Yeah, yeah. That's right, Rahul. The, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem. You're good. You can apply for multiple employers. Not a problem. Not a conflict. You're good. So However, when, it be, though, when it becomes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. When you join the company B and then you go with the company C, though, sometimes the company C officer may tell you, that hey i want to see the company b's h1b approval before i approve the company c but if you don't join the company b and you're going to file with company c d e e f g h i j l m n o p p whatever you want to do it it's not a problem okay okay but it's my decision when i join and which company i join right or multiple even though you got the h1b transfer h1b transfer not the change of status transfer from one company to another company approved not a problem you are not under any obligation to join But one thing that I may want you to note down is that I want you to watch the YouTube that we did yesterday. Your priority date is December 2017. Who yeah. knows? It may become current on October 1st. Okay. Okay. Can that be a case? You, like well, in a short, I want in a you, short. <laughs> remember when 100,000 extra green cards came in, The priority date moved how many years? Five years. Yeah. Now they have 135,000 green card. You take yeah. the map. Okay. So I want you to watch the video we did YouTube yesterday um, at Radio Newman PC. I want you to watch the video. It's up to you what do you want to do, but I just want you to watch the video. Next person, please. Lakshman Rao. Uh, thank you, Rahul, for taking my question. So I'm currently working for an employer based out of California, and um, uh, my current visa is valid till next year June. So I got mm-hmm. a new job, and which is completely remote. So mm-hmm. uh, as it is uh, completely remote, I want to move to a different state, but maybe after a few months. So if I apply for H-1B right now, is it possible to include two home locations, like current my home location, and I have one? Cousin's location in a different state. Absolutely. So Absolutely. is it possible to? So let's say, for example, okay. you're located And in Washington, Washington State. Let's say you intend to move to Texas. Let's say you want to give your cousin's home address there. Can you give both addresses? And then after the H-1B is approved, can you move to Dallas, Texas? And then within the same MSA, can you live in a different apartment? Is that your question? Yes. Absolutely, you can do, sir. Perfectly good step to do it. And even if it is like within 50 miles of my cousin's home, is that good too, or should I be should be in the same apartment? It dip. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't have to be in the same apartment. I would say if it is 25 miles, you're good. If it is 100 miles, you're not. Uh, if it is 80 miles, you're not good. Between 25 miles and 80 miles, I want you to consult a lawyer. Okay. Okay. In this case, again, uh, my wife is on H4 plus H4 EAD. Uh, so, should I, considering it is again available for one more year, should I apply for H4? Please. H4 EAD is not possible now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You go, you're going to apply the H1 extension, even though your wife's H4 EAD is expiring in one year. Take my word. Apply for H4 extension. Apply for H4 EAD because it's taking a long time. Will they accept uh, because H4 EAD is more than six months? Good question. I would say one thing that 
out of all the people that I ever spoke, remember I'm speaking with 90 people right now and 20,000 people yesterday on my YouTube live and Facebook though. Only one guy got an RFP on it and we helped him to respond to it and that guy got approved. No denials, not whatsoever at all. I would do the extension if I were you. Next person, please. Thank you. Rakesh. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I am on H1. My wife is on H4. Uh, mm-hmm. I am working with company A and uh, I have my uh, H1 approved until uh, December 31st this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's is also same status. I'm in H4 with the same validity date. Mm-hmm. But, uh, last year, uh, August sometime, uh, I thought of switching a company, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, they have initiated the transfer process and the transfer got approved and uh, in a regular process. But uh, due to some reasons, I didn't join the company B. Okay, uh, that's fine. And uh, now we have received a H4 denial notice. Uh, actually, what happened is we have received the biometrics uh, appointment, but we didn't attend the appointment as we didn't join, as I didn't join okay. the company. Okay. So, my H4, my, uh, my wife's application. So do I have to follow up or do I have to do anything for this? No, 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 you're fine. She's fine until December of 2021. Even though her H4 is denied, she's not in illegal status. She's perfectly in illegal status. The fact that you didn't join the company B, as I was speaking with the, with the other people, has no impact on you or your wife. And the other thing is like, uh, uh, my, uh, in the, in the August, it got approved, but now if I am checking my application status, it got revoked. I think it's fine, right? The company B might oh, yeah, revoke my application. Yeah, they will revoke it. They're, okay. they're under obligation to revoke. Nothing wrong with it. Let's go to the next caller, please. Shankar. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Hey, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, Shankar. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Rahul. Actually, I am on H1B. But like what happened is recently I got a non-traffic citation for trespassing. So I have pleaded not guilty, but like the court date is like a three months from now. But like, uh, I have some. Did they detain you? Did they detain you? No, they, they just sent a ticket, uh, for my address. Okay. Uh, but the court date is like three months away from now, but, and in the mm-hmm. middle, I need to uh, go back to India and I need to come back. So do you oh, see? That's not, that's not an immigration issue. Did you speak with any criminal lawyer on that? Yeah. Uh, I spoke with him and they told like, uh, I, I have pleaded not guilty, but like the, the court date is like three months away from now. Why, why can't you just pay the fine? How much is the fine? Uh, I mean, like, the fine is like $100 or something, but like, uh, I didn't do any wrong, so I just don't want to plead guilty, so that's the reason. I'm, my only problem is that, that you have a criminal charge, you are going outside the country and coming back. A lot of times these border patrol people, they don't know why you're, what you've been charged for. 
and there is no conviction so they may create trouble for i'm not expecting that they will not allow you to enter but it just creates a trouble there sometimes just paying 100 dollars is you fight with pigs you know what you may win okay but it's not worth fighting with the pigs that's the way i feel about it with the 100 dollars thing i would pay um but it's up to you i mean if you go there when you come back i always see people taking you to the secondary thing questioning and then you will still be allowed to come back i'm not i'm not expecting any problem but that's the problem that i'm expecting though from you okay the only reason is like i thought like it might have some background impact or anything that's the reason i have pleaded once you have been charged with a crime like that you will have to inform everywhere in the immigration even if it's been discharge even if it's been dismissed you are supposed to you may have to inform everywhere so the damage is already done so it's up to you if you want to pay the 100 or challenge it but to to will it will will paying money or or challenging and getting dismissed is that either way will it cause any problem in your getting the green card or any other thing i would say no it will not it's just that at the port of entry if the case is still pending it will create a trouble for you i mean just a hindrance extra one one and a half hour or sometimes even two and a half hours you have to spend in a small room i don't like that okay okay it's up to you next person please avin hi uh, i'm thanks for taking the call sure i have a question regarding uh, the dropbox eligibility for my dependents mm-hmm. uh my uh, my h1 approved uh, last time in 2018 i came to here here but my family is back in india but they had a uh, visa uh, h4 mm-hmm. visa and that is expired mm-hmm. in 2019 and again i got approval till 22 so mm-hmm. now my question is whether they are eligible for uh, dropbox yes they uh, are interview you you told me that their i9 their passport visa expired in 2019 so that is within 4 years and they are going still for the h4 so they are they are eligible for dropbox they, the the thing is they did not travel to usa that's fine there's no restriction so that says they have to travel to they still are eligible for dropbox okay okay that, that so and in cgi website there is a statement like each visa applicant must independently meet uh, the renewal category criteria to qualify for interview waiver if applicable family group member not eligible for renewal category should but apply every, but both of both of both your wife and kid both are of the passport stamping is right yes all all, all have the h4 visa so both are yes. both are eligible for drop box uh can i add uh, their uh, ds160 in my application no they will have to file their own ds160s you can't add your ds160 you can't add their names in your ds160 no 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 i i filled out the separate ds160 but my visa application in visa application can i mm-hmm. add them as a family member you can but are they going dropbox with you or are they going separately no i, I i'm planning to go india and uh, i want to you didn't answer my the... question you didn't answer my question 
Are they going uh, yes, to go yes, along yes. with you to Dropbox? Or are they going to go separately? Along with me. Along with me. Are you eligible for the Dropbox? Yes, I am eligible. Okay. Since all three are eligible for Dropbox, you can add them. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Next uh, person. Thanks for coming. Abhi now. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Rahul. So um, I have uh, I had H1B stamped till uh, next year August 22, and my I140 was also approved uh, in in June of 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, I moved to Canada for family reasons, and and uh, now if I'm willing to travel back for uh, another employer, uh, what do I need? Uh, my previous employer had revoked the visa. Do I need uh, a new stamping altogether, or just the approval notice? Did you have the stamping all the way to 2022? Yes, yes, it's stamped in 2022. When was your uh, when, uh, when did when was your I I140 approved? Uh, June 2019, so almost two years back. When did you left the company? Uh, last year, July 2020. Okay, yeah, you don't need the stamping. You don't need the stamping. You okay. can use the company A stamping. Okay. But you have to have the H1B approval with company B. When okay. you enter into United States, you have to mention to them that you are actually going to be working with Company B, not Company A. Okay. And okay. you have to show the H-1B approval of the Company B and make sure you get the I-94 validity until Company B, okay. not Company A. Okay. Got it. Got it. So to Thanks answer your simple answer, no, you don't need stamping until 2022, sir. Next okay. person, please. Nagar Krishna. Uh, thank you, Rahul, for accepting my call. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Uh, quick question, sir. Uh, I I have my I one forty approved with my employer A. Uh, my my priority date is in twenty sixteen, and I changed my employer uh, two months back. And uh, I have an yeah, uh, I have a and I am moving to. Uh, I have an opportunity to work from India uh, for family reasons as well as uh, I have a role as there as well. So if I go back now for stamping and uh, if I come back after one year, will that be an issue? Because of my H-1B, uh, although my H-1B states I am a manager in the title, but I just don't know whether that is possible or not. So you have the H-1B with this current company. When you go to yep. India, will you be working with the same company or with a different company? Yeah, most likely with the same company. Yes. When is your passport stamping expiring? Twenty. Uh, I think I have three more years. So you recently went for stamping. The passport I have, I renewed my passport here itself. No. My visa passport my, stamping. The visa stamping. stamping I'm going, uh, but that is expired last year, and I'm going to, to for stamping this. I already booked it for July this year. Okay, so when you go, you are going to immediately go for stamping, but you yeah. may not be able to come back into United States soon. Yeah. So, with the current company, are you trying to file a green card, or you're not? Going yeah, they to are file saying the that uh, if, because there is a position, they might file in uh, EB one. That's what they also mentioned. I don't know. I'm not sure whether that will work out. I think so. You should try to do EB two. The priority date might become current for you for EB two. Um, okay. Another thing is that if you are going to stay there for one year, though, normally what happens is that when you are coming back into United States, though. The CBP at the airport might think you may not have a job with the company. Yeah. 
So they may question you, why are you coming after one year? You need to have proper documentation, especially if you are getting paychecks, the continue paychecks and a letter from the employer saying that the job offer is still open for you and that you're coming for the job and make sure that the, uh, make sure that the HR is available just in case if the officer want to call and you come on a weekday where the HR can answer the question. Sure. And uh, will that be an issue if I convert to EB1C, if I come back while coming back? A lot of people have this presumption that they go work for India for a period of one year as a manager and that EB1 will be granted with the red carpet though. That is a very misconception. So if you want to evaluate whether you are eligible for the EB1 position though, I would rather want you to make an appointment and evaluate it properly before you make a decision and live in the la-la land of sure. EB1C. Okay. I would, since your priority is 2016 or 2017, I would have them file an EB2 even when you're outside the country. You can always Got try it. EB1C if it works, if it works. But you don't want okay. to live in a la-la land and live the regular sure. land. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Ron. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Kiran. Thank you, Rahul, for taking my call. Uh, this is uh, regarding an H1 extension. So uh, I have an uh, H1 till 2000, uh, uh, this year, December uh, 14, 2021, and I am mm-hmm. going to apply for the H1 extension. Uh, mm-hmm. So once I get the extension, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have the, uh, me and my wife have the Canada visitor visa. So can my wife go to Canada and can she returns to US without H4 visa scan? Um, like, uh, with the new I-797, can she shows her, uh, my I-797, new I-797 and can I, can she get your I-797 or her I-797? My I-797 because, uh, I'm not going to apply the H4 extension. I'm, I'm just applying for the H1 extension. That's it. No, she cannot come back on your I-797. Okay. So she has to attend the consulate. And she consulate and come back into the United States. She can, okay. if she has her own I-797 with the I-94 approved, if she is going to Canada for less than 30 days, she can come back. She cannot yeah. use your I-797 uh, to come back. Till December 2021, yeah, but till December 2021, she has the H-4. No, I mean, I-797. But are you speaking about, are we speaking about she is going to come back before December 2021 or after December 2021? Okay, before 20, before December 2021. Because all these things, because... Uh, so, so why are you, I got the point. Why are you telling she's coming back on your 797? She's going to come back on her I-94 then. Yes, uh, but uh, the thing is, uh, she, she has a current I-797 H4 document, but Which she is don't expiring have a future. In, yeah. I, I know, but she doesn't need to have a future one. So if she's yeah. coming back, she shows a hard I-797 to come into the United States. I don't have okay. a problem with it. Okay, but uh, she, she will get only till December 2021. That is right. That is right. There is one incident somebody gave it until your H1B is expiring and that's going like viral though. Uh, but that is not true in 99% of the cases. Okay. 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 Thank you. Let's go to the next caller, please. 
Anurag? Uh, yes, uh, hi Rahul. So my uh, EB3 uh, priority date is 2013 with same company till now. And AOS also filed in uh, October end and my receipt date was November 2nd. So my question is because my company merged with a new company, they filed the I-140 amendment also same time. So uh, do I need to wait for only 180 days to change a company or I need to wait for I-140 approval also? You need to wait for I-140 approval. So I so amendment also I can do premium? You can. You can. So, they, it may be rejected, but you can still do a premium processing for I-140 amendment too. Okay, so if I get the amendment, then I can change, right? Amendment plus 180 days because 180 yeah. days is May 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. May 2nd is both my of, 180 days. Yep. Yeah. If both of those things are achieved, it's easy to change the company with a 485J supplement, but don't risk. Don't risk. Wait until I-140 is approved. So I-140 must for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because Rahul. if you leave that company and they withdraw the mm-hmm. I-140, you are screwed up big time. Let's go to the next caller, please. Manju. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Um, uh, we applied our, uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for taking the call. So we applied sure. our I-485 in EB2. Uh, we are, our priority date is May, uh, 2010, May 10, 2010. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we might get our, uh, uh, final action date current in the coming, uh, next visa bulletin. So my mm-hmm. question is, uh, let's say if we are current and now if I have a new job offer because we already, it's already six months and I'm now eligible to change my job. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so if we file the 485J supplement, do you see that there will be a delay, delay in uh, getting our 5485 approved until the I485J supplement is approved? Or uh, what do you suggest in our case? It's a tough call though. Normally, normally you don't see much delays for the 485J supplement. But mm-hmm. have I seen some cases where sometimes we notice the 485J supplement adjudication? Yeah. I, if I were you, I will hold off at least until August, ma'am. Okay. Um, okay. To change the job. Okay. I uh, with you. And if you if you still don't get it by August, I will change it. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Next caller, please. Meenakshi. Um, it's at 5.01 p.m., guys. It's the last caller. Uh, the next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30 Central Time. Don't forget that you can always make an appointment with me or any of our colleagues at rnlawgroup.com. My schedule, my co- colleague's schedules are available online. You don't have to call. You can just block your time, the time that shoots you. Go ahead, Meenakshi. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. I spoke to you yesterday as well. Sorry, I had to give you a call back again today. Sure. Uh, this is sure. in regards to my uh, parents' extension. Like we are running mm-hmm. on the edge right now because their I-94 expires on the 21st of April. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, one question I have is, do we need to have, do we need to submit uh, or use two different accounts for them on the USCIS? There are two ways you can file the application. One is manually filing an application. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's another guy who filed 30 days ago. He never got a receipt notice. 
and mm-hmm. is tensed up whether he filed properly if something can go wrong the same thing can happen with your parents though that's the reason i want you to file online you will pay extra money but it will be extra safe for you to do so yes you need to file two different applications you have to do two separate accounts to file for two separate people and you're paying you're paying extra two separate fees though normally you pay one fees and $285 for the biometrics but when you're filing two separate applications you will pay two fees and $285 okay okay so it's not it's two different i539s right that is right two different i539s not a single one two different okay. i539s if you want to file one single i539 and one single um, and and in a supplement that you add your uh, other parent in it uh, then you have to file manually which you will face a risk like the other gentleman is doing i would rather suggest you go online it will be more easier for you sure. even if you, you pay more money thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be tomorrow uh, zoom call will be tomorrow thank you guys thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day